This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. Can't get enough of Boomer and Carton in the morning. Al Dukes and Jerry Recco are here with some sports news and updates they didn't have time to cover. Here we go. It's the Boomer and Carton Post Game Show with Al and Jerry. All right, Wednesday, Al and Jerry with you for the Post Show Podcast. What is up? Oh, hi, Jerry. What's going on? I just had to kick Jim Furyk. The golfer out of our studio. That's who's in, in here. here. Yes, I saw there were some reps. I didn't know what was going on. I yeah. just assumed someone was using the phone or something. I thought he was doing a soccer podcast because that's what normally goes on in here uh, this day. But uh, it was actually a golfer, Jim Furyk. So how'd that go? Uh, well, I guess he was going to be a guest on Tiki and Tierney, so he was really just using this as a uh, as a green room, evidently. Got it. To kind I know of he's going on with Joe and Evan later. Oh, and Joe and Evan as well. Yes, I didn't realize he was here. Already. Oh, he's touring. He's to- he's doing the you know ESPN yesterday. And ESPN today. isn't the only place, Jerry, that has a car wash, as they call it, where guests go wherever they all through and through. We now have one as well, and they're getting their message out. They are getting their message out. What is Jim Furyk's message? I wonder. I'm not sure. Golf. That's his well, message. I know that. Oh. He's a I know golfer, that, Jerry. but Mo Vaughn, you could say the message was baseball. His message was his new clothing line. Yes, new clothing line. So I'm wondering. I think Jim, Jim Furyk works with like FedEx or something. Could be. I think actually he's a driver for FedEx. A dri- I don't think he drives for FedEx. Part time, I think. When I think he's not FedEx golfing. used to take his golf clubs though and ship them from that makes location sense. to location. Because why, if you're Jim Furyk, would you want to be humping your bags to the airport? That makes. Of course, sense. if you're Jim Furyk, you're probably flying privately. Let me ask you so, this question. Yeah. Jim Furyk walks around New York City. People stopping him? Some, not a lot. Not a lot, right? No, because I don't. Golf is not. It's not the NFL. It's not you know. You're not an NBA player. You're not a baseball player with that face. I bet NBA with... gets stopped the most because there's nothing obstructing their face. Well, the other. Well, here's the other issue. NBA players are enormously tall. Oh, right. That's the other thing. So whenever you see someone who's, I mean, I can tell you just when I'm, you know, the years I've been with Columbia, walking in a hotel, people look at us like. What team do you think that is? Right. You know, kind of racist. Even Columbia. Well, no, it's not racist. Well, if they see a tall black man and go, what team does he play anything for? anything about them being black? I was just, I literally oh, going to talk about this one guy, Connor Voss, who is a senior this year on Columbia. He's a white kid from Minnesota. Um, That's he's racist. Seven. How is that racist? Well, the fact that you're pointing out different races in this conversation. <laughs> he's 7'2", seven, two, 270 seven, two. pounds. Yeah. So when he walks in a room, everybody's looking at him like, you know, what NBA team does that kid play for? Right. So it's the, the, there's a lot going on there. But Jim Furyk, I think, would be recognized by a lot of business guys that do watch golf and like golf because his, his face is very recognizable. But golf is not widely viewed like everybody, right. like I other see. sports. Jerry, I want to bring something to your attention, an orange juice shortage. Hmm. That's okay. what's upon us right now. Really? For a number of factors. I'm listening. Number one, there's been some type of bug down there in Florida eating the orange trees. Well, that's not good. Since 2005 wow. that they've been fighting. They can't figure this out? Well, they sent, spent over $100 million trying to figure it out. 
but the bugs are still doing some damage. They can't just get some off. Uh, there's probably that we probably have to use like super duper chemicals that will kill us eventually. Right. But they're working on that. That's not what really is doing it. The hurricane came through Florida, and that wiped out a lot of orange trees. Did it really? It did. Then, since orange juice is high in sugar, there's not been a lot of... People have cut back on orange juice. Sure. So, therefore, when the trees get damaged from, like, a hurricane or these bugs eating it, the farmers decide, I'm going to grow something else instead of the oranges. So, it's a little... There's shortage of oranges because of the hurricane and the bug and the lack of planting them, but it's not huge desperation yet because a lot of people have cut back on orange juice. You know what I'm saying? Plus, you need the oranges to eat. Plus, you need the oranges to eat. It's really a multifaceted business. So, if you are the type to buy orange juice, your prices probably have doubled. I, you know, are I you an know, orange juice kind of guy? Uh, your, your house, your family, your children, your I, wife? We do buy it, but I mean, I have drank nothing but water for the last couple of years. And milk. I do drink milk. You do love milk. Yes, milk is good, even with pizza, even though you don't like it. I happen to like milk with pizza you do. a great deal. Uh, and with pasta, yes, I do. Uh, I don't need the red wine. Give me a nice cold glass of milk. It's all good. What about a steak like a Jim Harbaugh? I could go with milk with a steak. Okay. But I don't eat steak. I don't like steak. Not for me. Not at all. Not at all. You're more of an Italian food kind of a guy. I've become more of a boring type of person. Oh, I, Honestly, like, I would love to have shrimp parm and chicken parm every night, you know, or <laughs> like even like the pasta we make now. We make two, we'll make two different pots, one with whole wheat pasta, which my wife will not eat, and then we'll make another pot of just regular pasta. And it's, it's, this, it's the same, but it's different. I don't know. I see. So, by the way, I was in Florida. In 96, 95, when they had a big freeze out. 95, 96? Yeah, the end of 95 into 96. And I think that was the year. And they they were panicked because they were worried about the oranges freezing. And they were going to lose all their crops for the right. entire winter. And then you're screwed. And it was total panic down there. So I can imagine what a hurricane could do. If there's an orange juice shortage, may I recommend for your children instead, Sunkist. Or Tang. Or Tang. Sunkist is soda. Oh, that's not orange juice. No. Did you ever like Orange Julius in the day at the mall? I never, you know, I always used to see an Orange Julius. I never got it either. I don't even know what it is. I don't either. I have no idea. What type of a drink is that? I don't know. Well, it's an orange (laughs) drink. I don't know if it's a soda or if it's a juice. Right. They always had the oranges in the case. Yes. Making it look like, hey, come get something healthy and refreshing. Meantime, you're pumping your kids with more like, you know, sugars and oh, not good. I, I used to drink a ton of Tang as a kid. Did you really? Yeah. We never did. The astronauts used to drink that. Is that true? Yeah. That was the commercial. Like... The astronauts would take it to space because it was in powder form. And then they'd be up there mixing their... Now, so, how does that work? I don't know. I'm that sure it was just like some a marketing. Lot of crap. Yeah. I don't buy that. Yeah, tang. How are you pouring water in space? Wouldn't it just float away? Mm, that's a good question. Right. That doesn't make sense to me. It was probably just a marketing gimmick for tang. Yeah, probably so. How about this one, Jerry? Uh, you know, we've talked in the past about uh, criminals who where we don't condone what they do, but when a criminal does something kind of ingenious, I'm... I do kind of tip my cap to them. Yes. I thought of something, too, by the way. All right. Oh, with Tang or with this? No, with this. All right. So this uh, New Haven, Connecticut, Jerry, which is in our WFAN listening area, a uh, man and a woman were on a first date, and the uh, the man was nice enough to uh, pay on a credit card his uh, the bill. Great. Uh, the woman he was on the first date with, well, she got up to go to the bathroom, and when she was on her way to the bathroom, she stopped by the uh, the waiter and said, 
could you uh, get me a three hundred dollar gift card? Just tack it onto the uh, onto the bill, which they did. Uh, then she, shortly thereafter, a couple days later, went back there and used the three hundred dollar thing. By the time he saw it on his credit card statement, the time some time had passed. They did track her down, though. She's in trouble. I imagine she is. Mm-hmm. She is uh, 27 years old Can from New Haven. Up? Yes, Jerry. How is it? You get your bill. You don't look at it? <laughs> well, I guess I don't know how. The, she, he signed it, and then after signing it, she said, hey, can you also add to the credit card? Because, you know. I didn't know you could do that well, without when, swiping the card again. Well, when they take it. Well, here's the thing. It must have happened this way. You know, you go and you pay by credit card. And then you take your card back, and then you put in the tip. Yeah, they're adding that tip to your bill, wow. so they just added the three hundred in gift cards. That's brutal. <laughs> yeah, so be on the lookout if you're in New Haven for it's a woman. She goes by the name of Sophie, even though her real name is Catherine. So she's very sneaky, Jerry. What would you do if that happened? Would you go after the girl, or would you just be like, "I got beat"? Damn it! Uh, I would shame her on social media. Yeah, but see, that doesn't go well these oh. days. This whole social media shaming thing, not a, I'd call the police. not a good look. You would? I would. You'd call your 911? I already have them already in my phone. I wouldn't call 911 because it's not an emergency. Is 911 on speed dial on your phone? No. It's not. Because that's easy, 911. The, no, basking, the basking Ridge police uh, phone number is on I my speed dial. I guess that's what I mean. Right. I guess that's what I mean, more yes. so. So, that you, is so on my... you can hit one send and it's going to the basking Ridge that's police. That's right. See, I got to do that. I haven't done that. I you never know. Every, I actually think everybody should have that in their cell phones. Absolutely. Yeah. Hmm. I've screwed that one up. And in, their, in, in my contacts, it's under P for police. I would get, yeah, I would think so. Mm-hmm. Although you could have put it under B for Basking Ridge. Right. I, I thought about that. How about the fact but I that thought I read, in a panic, I'd think police, not Basking Ridge. Makes sense. <laughs> I read a commercial yesterday for the Atlanta Police Department recruiting people from this area Is that to right? move down there to become police officers. Isn't that weird? Yes. Because, like, here, I mean, our guy Russell has been trying to become a New York City cop now for four years. Right. takes a long time. And it's just, yeah, it's a long process. According to this thing I read, he can go sign up and go down to Atlanta be a cop tomorrow. I think I could be a cop in a, in a nice suburb, like a nice, like, quiet Where you don't town. have to actually be a yeah. cop. Right. Where you don't have to really be the police. You don't want to draw your gun. You don't no. have to have any confrontation. No, no, no. You don't have to stop a burglar. Nope. You just want to make sure that the people stop for the school bus, right? You want to make sure if someone tries to, I don't know, steal a pen mm-hmm. at the Target. Yep. You can handle that. I would handle that, certainly. Right. Call me want, for that. You want to be a cop. Anything. Um, any Things s- will fly the day you ever try to become a cop. <laughs> Jerry, Dateline, Brooksville, Florida. Brooksville. Always Florida. Always Florida. Brooksville, Florida. Oh, did you have something with no, the... No, no, no. Sounded like you had something. Uh, you know what? It makes no sense to say it. So let's Okay. Go. I'll go right to this story then, Jerry. A 57-year-old man arrested for being a thief at a Walmart. Now, what did he steal, Jerry, and where did he Pantyhose. put it? No, no. Am I close? He stole... Nerds. Six packages of steak. All right. He was hungry. And two packages of lobster. He put them down his pants... And walked out of the store. And someone and caught was him. caught. Someone like you, who's a fake cop. How do you get six packages of steak and two lobsters in your pants? You wear baggy pants. <laughs> I, that's a lot of lobsters. You wear baggy pants. And, uh, the total value was $172. Man. 
Is that true? For yeah. Four steaks and two lobsters. Six steaks and two lobsters. A hundred and seventy-two dollars yeah. for six steaks and two lobsters at Walmart, which is cheap prices. Is that? There's no, no way that equates to like twenty-five dollars a product. I see. Yeah. What steak is twenty-five dollars? I guess he got Kobe beef or something. Right. Well, I had Target or where uh, Walmart? Walmart, Jerry. I didn't know they they sold that cut of beef. Maybe in Brooksville, Florida, that's I, the kind of beef they roll with down there. Damn. That's yep. a lot of money. Could be two giant lobsters. Did Those you, are pricey. Did you ever steal anything? Um, Like from a store? Yeah. No. Never once. Never once. As a once. child, you never did something stupid. No. I used to, I remember in like kindergarten, I would steal little things from the school. Well, that doesn't count. Right. That's not really stealing. But I never stole anything in the store. Although I guess when I worked at like drug fair, we would, um, when I worked at drug fair, we... This was before there were scanners to scan items. So you would have to manually punch in prices. So maybe I would charge myself a cheaper price for an item I was... (laughs) So you have. So you stole from your employer. Well, it was work. It was a work crime. Right. No, no. uh, Yeah. But I didn't walk into a place. No, but I don't get it. I didn't say, did you go in with a mask over your face and a a gun in your pocket? Definitely not. I was wondering if you ever stole. So you have. I have. I was just wondering. I guess I have. Right. Your mom asked you to bring the milk home. She was going to give you $3, and you charge yourself a quarter. <laughs> you went home. Here's the milk. You took your $3. You yeah, you it was something like that. Interesting. Okay. I just wanted Did you ever steal anything? Probably, yeah. Yeah, probably. Just a little stupid stuff. Right. Yes. I got fired once for stealing. Really? I did, yes. When I was working at a gas station, um, I got hired at 15 or 16, and I worked with a bunch of guys who were 18 and 19, and I remember... You know, here's the job. We got paid five fifteen an hour, I think. You know, the, the, we do this, we do that. And the cool thing about this job is when guys come in for flat tires, we charge $12. $4 goes in the draw for all the materials. You take $8 for your labor. Made sense nice. to me. I mean, it was a it was a, it was was a a garage. You charge in labor for everything. And this was only when the garage was closed. So after hours and on Sundays. And so, oh my God, everybody used to fight for the Sunday shift because flat tires would come in. Three, four, five a day. So if you're making five fifteen an hour, and all of a sudden you make eight dollars on one tire repair, not it was, bad. It was great. So if you could get three or four on a Sunday, I'm going home at like thirty two bucks. Yes. Plus I'm okay, fine. So I was there for a couple of years. One day I go in, my mother drops me off. I go in, all the names are off the list, and the owner's wife is like, "You're no longer needed here." Said, <laughs> "What did I do?" And I we I was well liked. I mean, it was good. Right. She goes, "You'll have to talk to my husband." Okay, is he here? No. All right. So I walked to my friend's house, called him the next day. He's like, I'd like to talk to you. He goes, I'm only talking to you because I trust you. I'm like, okay, what's the deal with the tires? So I told him the whole thing. He's like, you don't find anything wrong with this? I'm like, no. He goes, you've been stealing from me for two years. I'm like, no, I'm not. I put the money in for the... Long story short, that was something the guys that had been there for a long time basically concocted. <laughs> I went along with like a sheep because what did I know? Right. We all got fired. I got hired back three weeks later, and everybody else hates me. Wow. Because I ratted them out. I had no idea. Right. I didn't, and when I still think of that concept, it makes sense to me. It wasn't like, hey, all right, we're taking this. We're doing it. Everything goes on our pocket. It was kind of like, all right, the, the shop gets this. We get that. Labor. Made, still makes sense to $8 me. $8 labor. Completely fired. My, my parents were crushed. Like you've been sti- you've been doing what? Right. My mother didn't look at me the same for a month. That's <laughs> terrible. Some guys used to at drug fair. What they would do is you would have to make sure your cash register at the end of the night was even. Sure. 
with either cash or coupons. As long as the combination cash and coupons came up to the right money, you were good. So what guys would do, they'd take the circular and find a $3 coupon and cut like 20 (laughs) of them out, put them in the drawer and take the $3 each. Thieves. Yep, thieves. Jerry, one of the items that used to get stolen all the time when I was working at Drug Fair, and this is not by the employees, this is by actual customers. Sure. Razor blades. I believe it. The shaving razor blades. You know why? Very pricey in drugstores and supermarkets. So instead of turning to a life of crime, Jerry, where I would be stealing razor blades, I order mine from Harry's, where I feel like I'm stealing because that's how cheap they are. (laughs) And you don't even have to go to the store because they're going to come to your house. They're going to come to my house. The mailman becomes a Harry's delivery person. Which is awesome. The mailman, and I think my mailman... Jimmy, I think his name is, he goes to Germany. Well, no, I don't think Jimmy goes to Germany. Oh. I don't think so. I think Jimmy gets the shipment and Jimmy brings it to your house. Oh, I see. So Harry's has a factory in Germany. Yes. They make the German-engineered blades. They do. Five blades, by the way, per cartridge. And that's key, by the way. That is key. Yes. How about... Sometimes I'm seeing my gym, the uh, free razors they give away. There's one blade. (laughs) On this cheesy blue, cheap, crappy handle. What are you doing with that? What are you doing with that? I go German-engineered five blades. They go from the factory to Jimmy, my mailman. There's no go-between. There's no storefront. There's no supermarket, Jerry. It's just Jimmy... And I'm sure he's got a contact at the uh, factory. Yeah. There's maybe a translator in between from German to uh, Jimmy uh, speaks English only. He does not know German at all. And then that comes to my front door. I think two people are touching. Oh, three people. The guy at the factory, Jimmy, my mailman, and me. And you, how simple is that? Very simple. And by the way, you go to harrys.com and you can check out the pictures of the factory in Germany. It's, is that right? It's pretty cool. It's beautiful there. Jerry, Harry's is so confident in the quality of the blades we're talking about. They're going to send you their popular free trial set, which comes with a razor, the five-blade cartridge, and shaving gel. Get your free trial set when you subscribe, and you pay just $3 for shipping. Plus, I have another special offer, Jerry. Enter code POSTGAME at checkout and get a post-shave bomb for free with your order. In your face. How good is that deal? Harrys.com. Use promo code postgame. Don't turn to a life of crime. Turn to a life of clean shaving. That's what I say. Very well done. Uh, Jerry, it's um, Halloween coming up next week. I have the, you know, sometimes when you go to the store and you're like, I have to get candy for the children coming to my home. Yes. uh, What is the popular candy? I have here a list on the most popular candy per state. So if you want to give away the most popular candy in your state, Jerry, you can do that. Where is Twix the most popular candy? I'm going to go through all 50 states. No, you're not. Oh, oh right. We have to short on time. Uh, you want to know where Twix yeah, is most Twix popular? Yeah, Twix has to be the most popular right. somewhere. Okay. Iowa. Okay. I'm moving to Iowa. Twix. Let me see if Twix shows up in another one, Jerry. Mm-hmm. Wow, just Iowa. Just I- Well, Iowa's got it right. Iowa does have it right. Now, here in the this the local area, Connecticut, Reese's Peanut Butter Cups. Love those. Those are solid, yes, solid great. choice. Yep. Here's the problem with those. Mm-hmm. You eat one, you feel like you didn't eat anything. 
Next thing you know, you've eaten four of them, right. and that's two packages. <laughs> uh, yeah, just don't look at the nutritional uh, thing. <laughs> just enjoy them. In New Jersey, Jerry, most popular, Sour Patch Kids. Really? And then how about this? New York Sweet Tarts. So the New York, New Jersey area is more of a sweet and sour candy versus chocolate And even though they still made Sweet Tarts. That's right. Wow. Yep. Sour Patch Kids, I know, are very popular at the baseball fields. Yes. Kids get after the games. Um, but I would, ne- I honestly would not think to buy those to give away at Halloween. Right. There's, I mean, no. The miniatures, the Hershey's, the peanut butter cups, all good. Chocolate. Sour Patch Kids would not make the cut. How about this, Jerry? In Arizona, the most popular candy is Toblerone. What the hell is that? <laughs> That's the stuff like you'll see in the uh, in the airport uh, gift shops, like the what do they call those duty free Toblerone duty free shops? Toblerone. Well, who started this list? That can't. I be don't right. know, Jerry. You don't. Toblerone be Hershey. This is the National Retail Federation started this list. All right. And then check out this. So um, there's a new technology that could be coming out. Apple applied for a patent on a technology that would use infrared signals to temporarily disable a phone's camera in areas where people don't want cam- don't want pictures being taken such as an artist like Guns N' Roses they don't like people taking photos and videos at their concerts they would use this technology so they can block it to block so you have the to camera. buy you actually have to buy the unit and then that would send out the signal yes how about that? That would be blocking your camera so ability. So then basically any celebrity could, if they made those portable and mobile. Carry one you on could them. put one like a, an actress could put it in her purse and it would not allow anybody to take a picture of her. Interesting. How about that? Yeah. I mean, unless you had a real camera, which nobody has anymore. Isn't right. amazing camera? Well, that's a good point. Still in, are still actually in business. Yeah. And it's funny, like when you see an actual picture taken with a real camera, like a Craig's brother. Mm-hmm. Uh, fancies himself a bit of a uh, photographer. And Craig was showing me some pictures this weekend that he took of Craig's kid, Lucky, playing football. Right. The pictures are amazing. They look like Sports Illustrated photos. We, we forget how and much you, better they are. Right. Because yeah. you get used to your the pictures on your phone. Which are fine. Right. But when you see these, you're like, wow, the detail. Yeah. Is a huge difference, and I'm sure. But I'm all. I would also think he's probably got a very expensive, high end camera True. too, though. And a I nice mean, lens. These pictures that we take on our phones, I mean, no disrespect to anything, but they're probably akin to like the Polaroids and the, right. the, the cheaper cameras we used to buy, the $30 camera, which now are that, still fine. Now, that's the one good thing that every time they update the phone, like the new iPhone 7 that yeah. is out, the camera always gets better. Oh, every More pixels every single uh, time around. It's all about the pixels, pixels. Jerry. How many pixels, pixels you have on your phone? Uh, I'm not sure what the current iPhone has for pixels. I'm not a big fan of using the flash. I don't think I've ever used the flash. Yeah, I shut mine off. I don't put it on auto. I shut it off. Auto's annoying. Auto's very annoying, Jerry. I don't like that either. Hmm. Hmm. Now, you used to be on Instagram for a short time with your photos. I still have my account. You do, but you've not not posted in a long time. It's too much, You can't keep it. It's enough. It's too much. I don't even want to do the Twitter anymore. I really Hmm. don't. There's no way around it, though. Yeah, you you seem to really enjoy doing Twitter during sporting events, which is perfect. I, I here's what here's when Twitter's good. Twitter is fine when you're alone watching a game because you can instead of yelling at the screen, you can you can throw something out there and you can literally have a conversation about the game yes. that's going on. And I think it's great. And they they someone tried that 
Wasn't there a, someone tried it, an offshoot of Twitter? Yes. I forget. They paid everybody to Team endorse Snap it. Team Snap or something. No, 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 no. I forget what it was. It didn't work out, though. Because shouting, sports shouting something or something. Like that. We have it already. Yeah. Like, yeah, Twitter it's called is Twitter. it. Right. So I do like that. When I'm watching a baseball game and literally my wife couldn't give a crap about the game that's on and she's in the other room doing whatever, it's you can have a conversation without actually having a conversation, and it kind of engages you more in the game. I do like that. In terms of everything else, though. Yeah, some days okay, but when I'm with my kids or my, I'm not, I don't go near. Like on the weekends, very little with the Twitter, right? Because I don't even look at it until maybe Sunday night. Yeah, well, I can tell you that looking at my Twitter analytics, as I do, Jerry, if I tweet something on the weekends, it, it crickets. Not a lot of people see it, right? Because most people are usually with someone on the weekends, right? Even you are quiet on the weekends now. Even I have someone now, Jerry, on the weekends, right? Well, I mean, you've had for a while now, but right. You know, in the past, you would always be you would you would almost get frustrated about my Twitter. I mean, are not you embarrassed being... by that? No. If I sit there and say, <laughs> if I go back eighteen months, like you yeah. would literally come in on a Monday, furious, and be like frustrated that Twitter sucked over the weekend. Yeah, like it was our responsibility to be your audience. Yeah, to engage me and some... and you know, here's the thing: we have lives. <laughs> Now, I see. Now you have a life. You're not there. So should other people be frustrated that you don't get back to them yes. quickly? No, that's oh, not, not the right answer. No, the answer is no. Of course don't not. let social media take over your real life. Right. So, is what you're saying. Yeah, so the Instagram thing, I still have it. I'll still use it a little bit. I think I'll use the Instagram with Rutgers this year because I'm going to a lot of new places um, that I haven't been to with Columbia. Yeah, I went to Kentucky a couple years ago, and I I did a lot on Twitter with the photos of that. Yes. That to me is cool. Yes, very cool. I'm not cool. going to send photos of Harvard and Dartmouth. I've been there. But going to Iowa and Maryland and Michigan State this year, and I will probably be back on that a little bit. You probably find a lot year. of Twix in Iowa when you go. Number one candy. Yes, which would be very good. Now, Craig brought up something to you today during the show, which I was surprised at. He he asked, will you be nervous? I doing, will not be. Yeah, that's amazing. That, Craig asked, would you be nervous doing your first game for Rutgers? Right. And you I said, said you will not be. I, well, no, no, no. I said I might be. You might be. Because I didn't want to sound like a jackass. Okay. I look at it this way. If you had to go produce another show tomorrow, would you be nervous? I think I probably would. Why? I don't know, because it's new surroundings. See, I don't know how you're able to go and do these games in that that are not like in a studio. Or I'm thrown off by coming in this studio. No, it doesn't bother me. Yeah, like you I, can I go mind. with the flow. It's it is what it is. I've done. I've literally done now with football and basketball combined. Just at Columbia, forget the stuff I had done prior to that. I've done almost 400 games. I've done games at the Rock. I've done games at Kentucky with a raucous crowd right on top of us. I've done games at Duke. I've been at Ohio State. I've done games, big games, believe it or not, Columbia at Harvard, where while there's only 3,000 people there, they're literally hovering, they're two feet from you. It's Rutgers. I think I'll be excited about it. But the one thing I actually have a lot of confidence in myself in is is calling a basketball game on the radio. TV is a different animal. I don't like it. I don't enjoy it. That's different. The radio is, let's do a game. I went over the the pregame format yesterday with Chris Carlin. It's the same format I did at Columbia. The same exact thing. The sponsors will be different. Maybe you're nervous you don't want to screw something up. But in terms of doing the game, I, I honestly I'm look I'm more excited to do it than anything. And what is game one? Who's their opponent game one? Play you know? Malloy. Malloy. Yeah. Where's that at? I don't know. Oh, it's at the rack. I don't know. Malloy, about Malloy College. I'm still I'm still learning Rutgers. I've been to a couple of practices. I got a decent handle on the kids now, but I mean I gotta go to more. I'm gonna do at least three or four more practices to feel comfortable with them. But I, I honestly, man, it's just doing another game. Do any of the Rutgers basketball players yell any 
uh, sound bites from the show at you. No, 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 not yet. They haven't. No, I don't think they're aware of the show. Oh, <laughs> they're eighteen. I don't think they're listening. Oh, probably. Not. I got to go. The warm up okay. is coming up next, uh, and then Al will say goodbye. So it's the Boomer and Carton warm up show with Alan Jerry. It's just like Boomer and Carton without Boomer or Carton. Good luck with that. All right, good morning. It is a Wednesday. What's up, Al? How are you? Oh, hi, Jerry. So the Dodgers and Blue Jays won yesterday. We'll get to that in a minute. You just heard from Harris. Uh, The football is interesting because we're going to do a lot today, I would think, uh, on the Jets and Todd Bowles because of the quarterback situation. And what's interesting about this, I went back and first read the transcript of his conference call, uh, wondering if he had come out and and announced that they're trying to decide on where do they go for a quarterback this week or how this whole thing uh, started, and I was actually surprised. He spoke for about 15 minutes on the conference call, and this was at the very end, essentially, with only a couple of questions to go. If this reporter doesn't ask this question, this day's a lot different. Here is how the whole quarterback, quote-unquote, controversy happened. I heard after the game you're sticking with Ryan. I'm assuming that's the same, that that's the same today. I mean, did what did Gio show you, or did he, in fact, not show enough as a backup, you know, to merit more playing time? So that's the question, and you just kind of assume, all right, we're going to kind of move on, and then all of a sudden he gives you this answer. Well, first of all, after the game, it's always going to be status quo because I'm never going to tell the media anything before I meet with my coaches and my GM and the rest of the staff. So everything's status quo until we have a meeting on Monday evening. So basically he's telling you, I'm not telling you anything after the game. We'll review everything, and then we can discuss it, and then someone would follow up then. So does that mean you were thinking about it? And he says, yeah, we're thinking about everything. So it's really amazing. If she doesn't ask that question the way she does, we're not having this conversation. But right now he thinks the Jets still have slim playoff hopes. So uh, he doesn't want to put in Bryce Petty or Christian. Well, well Petty's not ready. He's, we like Bryce. We like Bryce. We like Christian. Right. So Petty is back and cleared to play, but he hasn't played. He's How does hurt. it got got hurt doing what, Jerry? I have was no he idea. flying a drone? I think, he's got a, I think he had a shoulder injury. Oh, it was a not shoulder a drone. injury. Not Trevor Bauer. Uh, it was a uh, shoulder injury, and he's just been cleared. He's just back. So. Even if they wanted to make a change and not use Geno, Bryce Petty would not be the guy this week. He could be in the next coming weeks, and he talked about that. If we are out of the playoffs, the experience could be very valuable, and certainly that would be the case. The one thing that was really interesting, and I don't know if it flew into the radar or not, but they asked him about Geno uh, talking about being antsy before the game. I guess he was on ESPN beforehand and how he was upset when Fitzpatrick threw the, uh, threw the interception, and uh, someone asked him about Geno's comments. Uh, about being antsy and wanting to play. I love this answer. I don't have any thoughts on a backup player saying anything. They're backups for a reason, and if they get a chance to play, they better prove themselves to be worthy of playing. Bam. Backups for a reason, so shut up. Todd Bowles smacks him down. Boy, Todd Bowles is so boring. He's not exactly the most exciting guy in the room. He yet. is dull. The problem is the Jets had historically ro- low Monday Night Football ratings this past I'm week sure they against the Cardinals, and that's including the New York audience, which you know was tuned in. So if that I can't imagine what, what that rating was if you don't include New York. Right, in Iowa, who's watching that Zero game? Zero people right. might have watched that game. Exactly. Putting Geno Smith in there does no better for that. No. no one's interested. It's frustrating when, if you're a Jet fan when you look around the NFL and you see all these rookies starting and doing well. That's what people want to see. No one's going to tune into the – like, unfortunately, we have to watch the Jets for this job. Right. But we would never turn a Jet game on for the well, rest of this year unless they started a rookie quarterback. I would tell you that that would have been a turnoff right after the first quarter the other night. 
I mean, there was, there was right. nothing. It was boring. There was nothing to watch. Was, we talked about it yesterday with the punt, punt, punt. They were three and out almost every series. I mean, it was really it was awful. But, again, it's not like Petty is ready to go today. So that kind of throws your idea. Under the, I don't know that Hackenberg is ready at that level. I don't know that he's not. But it's certainly listening to Todd Bowles yesterday does not sound like Christian Hackenberg is ready to take NFL snaps just yet. We like Gino. <laughs> well, you better like Gino if he's going to start this week. Jerry, Bill Belichick. I've always wondered this when I watch these NFL games. You know, all of the coaches have to have those Microsoft Surface tablets yes. on them. It's uh, because they pay them to... $400 million <laughs> yeah. to the NFL. Yeah, they have a partnership with the NFL. And I always see these coaches, especially the older guys, they have no idea what they're doing with these tablets. And we saw a couple weeks ago Bill Belichick just flinging his tablet, slamming it onto the bench. Yeah. And yesterday in a press conference, he said he he is done with the Well, so here tablets. I got this too. So this was also a conference call with reporters. Oh. And he was actually chippy because he came on and he announced, hey, my son had a had a, a baby. I'm so a, grandfather. a grandfather. Yes. So Bill Belichick's a grandfather. Grandfathers do not use Surface tablets, Jerry. Well, some do, but he doesn't. And we've seen, too, with his assistants in the past trying to help him through it. And yeah. he looks just so... So angry. So yesterday he was uh, all over that. There just isn't enough consistency in the performance of of the tablets. Yes. So he says he can't do it. I just can't take it anymore. <laughs> it's just, uh, it's Electronic gadgets that men would like. My best shot. I've tried to work through the process, but it just. It just doesn't work for me. So Microsoft had to come out and, and release a statement. <laughs> Say, oh, our tablets are terrific. They hey, Belichick! <laughs> now, if this was any coach other than Billy Belichick, the yeah. NFL would be like, you have to at least have that in your hand. Well, would you fine him? I guess, but... I mean, he... I'm done with the tablets. He's done. No <laughs> he, tablets. He, and he said it multiple times yes. yesterday. Through, and it was... And it's funny because Bill Belichick never really gives you much, right? So a reporter, again, towards the end of the conference call, just said, hey, how have things been going communication-wise? Because we've seen sometimes the phones are out. Obviously, there's the video of you slamming the tablet down. His answer was six minutes without stopping. For a guy who normally doesn't chat. Yes. So it was very So I could see him... They can't do anything for him not using the tablet. Now, if he shows up with an iPad could on this, fi- well, I don't, I don't. That, that he can't do. I think you could suspend them or fine right because then because then you're using equipment that other teams aren't using. Yeah. But to just deny using the equipment at all, I think that's fine. I don't think there's anything they can do about it. And he said he wants to go back to just using. Do you remember back Print in the outs. day? He wants the pictures back. Do you remember back in the day? Didn't they used to have like the. Uh, not a zip line, but like a line. Yeah, like in would... like in a, in a in a deli where the someone takes your order and yes. they send it down the and line. They would send the photos from the uh, the booth upstairs down to the sideline, and then you'd see them flipping through the pages. I mean, so was that like a cartoon where you would flip through the? You know, when you can write a cartoon, you can make it. Is oh, that do how it really they would fast. look at the plays? That I don't know, Jerry. Because... I know they have all those printouts though of the photos of the plays right, and the formations, and I get all yeah. that. But I don't know what you're learning just from a picture when. You know, the whole thing with the 56 is the mic, right? And then you see guys shifting at the line. There's so much stuff that happens pre-snap. I don't know what you get from one photograph, but... I know I Bill Belich- Belichick's not a big endorsement guy, Jerry, but in the offseason, he should get, like, an iPad endorsement. <laughs> he should go to Apple. <laughs> yeah. Just be like, now this I could use on the side. By the way, why is that any different than what Jerry Jones did with the Coke and Pepsi thing back in the day? Right.
be a similar type of deal. So hmm. very interesting. I know you didn't watch the baseball. I don't think you watched the baseball last baseball, night. Baseball, Jerry? I'm um, all over it. The Blue Jays-Indians was kind of cool yesterday, just watching Toronto finally start to hit the ball. But Terry Francona came out with a couple of things. One was that not only was Trevor Bauer's finger an issue the other night, and we saw all the blood, and I think you got more on that in a moment, but how about the fact he said prior to the game or, or in the first inning of that game, he lost his tooth while he was chewing tobacco, and he realized it because he started chewing on his tooth. Terry Francona, this is? I thought tobacco wasn't allowed in Major League ballparks anymore. Oh, I forgot about that part, Jerry. Apparently, I don't know. He so did a lot I of think other certain people. ballparks, maybe. I thought it, it was across Major League Baseball. Oh. I thought I, it was, I don't know. was based on the state of is where the stadium was. Well, he was chewing, and he started chewing his tooth. Yeah. And then had tooth to fell out. take the wad out and then get the tooth. I guess he's got to go to the dentist somewhere in Toronto to have the tooth put back in. That's probably a good sign to stop chewing tobacco when your teeth are falling out. You think? While you're doing it. Or when you got to start whitening the teeth multiple yeah. times because the tobacco is yellowing. Oh, gross. Really you were is. a tobacco guy, right, Long Jerry? time ago, yeah. And you would spit into the uh, clear cup. Yes, bottles now, mostly. Now I see you do it sometimes. You're spitting like sunflower seed shells into yes. cups. Yes, I love Also disgusting. Why? What's wrong with you and sunflower it's just seeds? Disgu- well, it's the whole spitting into a cup situation. That yeah, looks but awkward. here's the deal with the sunflower seeds. A, it's, it's, a, it's a nice healthy habit. It's good. You do it around the ball fields. It's fine. B, it helps you stay awake when you drive. Oh, I see. And with our hours, that's actually relatively important. Quickly with Bauer, you had an update on him. He he says that that's the dude with the uh, cut finger the other night, Jerry. Yes. He says that he went to the medical staff and wanted them to cauterize his finger with a soldering iron prior to the game. So he soldering iron, not soldering. It's iron. got an L in it, Eddie. You're saying it's soldering? Soldering. Soldering. <laughs> Quick break. Well, they wanted them to iron his finger shut, Jerry. <laughs> we'll come right back with Boomer and Carton next. Soldering iron. It's the Boomer and Carton warm-up show with Alan Jerry. It's the shortest show on WFAN. All right, just recapping last night. Dodgers shut out the Cubs 6-0, so L.A. the 2-1 series lead. And the NLCS, ALCS is still going as the Indians did not close out the Blue Jays. Cleveland, the 5-1 win there. So both series do continue uh, later tonight. And also, obviously, the stuff with Ryan Fitzpatrick and the Jets. Also, you want to clear up the stuff, too, with Eric Decker because there's a lot going on with the surgeries with him. And we thought he was going in just for shoulders surgery and as it turned out hip surgery first which he had yesterday and now he can't have the shoulder surgery until he's off the crutches from the hip surgery yeah jerry you can't be walking around with crutches with a hurt shoulder right so he's got to get his uh that thing fully healed or i guess healed enough to when he's off the crutches and then gets his shoulder done. I didn't realize, A, he needed the hip surgery, B, the fact that all this is going to take so long, and C, that Todd Bowles literally said the start of 2017 could come into question next year. Yeah, he's uh, screwing up the Jets, Jerry. Well, That's part of the duck problem. swims in a circle. What's in the circle? A right. one-legged duck. Oh, right. You it, can't be a one-armed guy on crutches. You'd only go in a circle. I, I just didn't realize the rehab was so long. I mean, it's only October, and we're talking about September of next year. What about this? Instead of crutches, a chair. Maybe a motorized chair. Motorized chair. Bang. Call the Jets, Jerry. See if they'll do that. Problem solved. Can't imagine some watching Eric Decker run around in a motorized chair. Well, yeah, he'd be running around, he'd be in the chair. Well, he'd be, he'd in, be the in the chair. chair. But I call it running around. You know, it's just a. That's probably a phrase, just to kind of give you an idea of what we're talking about. Probably good for the hips and the shoulder. Phraseology. What if we do that? <laughs> call Todd Bowles, Jerry. <laughs> Todd Bowles had a lot Todd of questions Bowles got to a phone answer call yesterday. yesterday before his press conference, which is why he now doesn't believe in Fitzpatrick. Well, and that's the other thing too. He did say, and we didn't even mention this. He did say when he was talking about how he had to talk to the coaches. He specifically mentioned the GM. 
I didn't realize the coach talked to the GM after every game. I mean, is that common for every head coach to Heck talk yeah. to a GM well, after every unless, game? Unless his Why name would... is Bill Belichick, and then he talks to himself. <laughs> I you know why, I get why, that. Why would you be that? That's weird. Why would you be surprised that the GM talks to the coach after a game? I wouldn't think that the GM would be having game oh, plan yes. discussions oh, with yeah. the head. Co- I thought that's why you hire the head coach to make those decisions yeah, for every be, game. They got to be in concert. They got to be in concert with one another. What's going on with this guy? Is this guy good? What about the future of yeah, this no, guy? I get Do you it. Think this guy's going to play here. That kind of thing. Boomer and Carton. Shut up. New York City FC is headed to the playoffs.